Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of No Funkin' Strictly Munkin', the only podcast that, while other people, you know, stood, stayed up till three in the morning every night last week funkin', we were straight munkin'. Uh, I'm, of course, kidding, but I also am your host, Jake Christie, joined as always by Andre Barrera. Andre, how are you? Oh, man, I'm feeling so corny right now. I love it. Oh, right. You're feeling corny. I mean, that's kind of appropriate for this episode. Um, you really buried the lead last week. Honestly, I forgot that corn was in this episode. I'm just going to be honest. I don't know how, but I, I was telling you on text that this episode wasn't in heavy rerun rotation. We're, of course, talking about Mr. Monk gets stuck in traffic. Um, and so I forgot that the uh, the band corn makes an appearance. And I, I apologize for burying the lead. Um, and it's not just one member of Corn. I feel like every member of Corn got a speaking part. We'll talk about it, but... Yeah, I think it was everybody but the drummer, unless they had a different drummer at that point. I could have been. I mean, I don't have that much knowledge of Corn. Um, I do. I, uh, yeah, it sounds like you do. So we'll get to it. Um, big Jonathan Davis head over here. But anyway, um, how did you feel about this episode? It, including the fact that it has Corn, but about just the episode as a whole. Okay, with the fact that it had corn in, it's a 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. If I separate that, I still give it an 8.5. Mm-hmm. It was actually a really good episode. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I, there's one thing that I don't understand at all about the episode. Right. We'll get to it. Okay. But it has to do with the cell phones. Okay. Um, so, yeah. I I didn't have to... Because uh, since corn isn't important to me, I didn't have to separate that from the rest of the episode. Um, I like this episode, too. But anyway, we start off... With a, a very old Volkswagen buggy driving up on a road, you know. Uh, you know some weirdos got to be driving it. And it's this guy named, what is it, uh, Steve Marriott, I think is his name? I don't think he's of relation to the Marriott family, but yeah. I don't Steve think so. Marriott. And he is meeting a guy named Ray, who uh, just, like, bleeds uh, the type of guy who would kill a hippie. Yeah, not only that, but he bears a striking resemblance to Hulk McElhaney. He does. He he. Yeah, they, I think it's just like a breed of actor, which is like this guy would kill. So, like he just if, what, they just like had to ask the casting director, "Hey, I need a guy who's worked for a business and he is willing to hit an environmental activist over the head with a pipe uh, to prevent him like to get a construction project off the ground." And it's like, oh, I got your guy. He's <laughs> just perfect. Yeah, yeah, he fit the part. And so he's named named Ray him, Gallardi, yeah. by the way. Ray, Ray Gallardi. Gallardi. He's meeting with Steve to try to basically... It seems like there's, what, like, litigation about where they're trying to build a strip mall, right? Yeah, it's something like that. And I think uh, the guy, uh, Steve, is some sort of environmental activist mm-hmm. who's, like, protesting against... Uh, what is it, though? But I think he's suing. I don't think he's just protesting. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's suing over, like, because they want to build a strip mall, but it's because it's the, the it's where the Alameda whip snakes um, live. I guess they're yeah. an endangered species. Mm-hmm. See, I didn't write that down because it, it wasn't important to Ray, so it's not important to me. No, I'm kidding. I didn't write yeah. it down, but uh, just because I'm lazy. Um, yeah, so he wants to protect the snake, which, you know, I guess that's fair. Cool. But also, snakes suck. Uh, yeah. Not a fan of snakes. Um, I mean, that's something I think, that, I think that's something Florida and California can agree on, is that snakes are, uh, they suck. Snakes. Snakes. I don't know no snakes. Um I'm not. I'm not Indiana Jones levels of not liking snakes, but you know. No, I think snakes. Snakes is. Uh, I think I remember the line read that Joe Pesci has when he's talking about some guy named Snakes in uh, in like Home Alone. He's like snakes, mm. snakes. I don't know snakes. 
Oh, I went to, uh, you know, Indiana Jones saying, I hate snakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like that's the cultural touchstone for snakes. Anyway, the snakes are not important. Basically, Ray tries to bribe Steve because anyone who's, you know, corruptible and stuff thinks that everyone else in the world is super corrupt. Um, yeah, apparently he's bleeding money by, like, just even going to litigation. He just really badly it, yeah. needs to and, get and I imagine, And I imagine he's probably going to lose. Um, yes. Given that, like, you don't murder someone for a trial, you think you're going to win. Um, right. And um, so he tr- tries to bribe him. It doesn't work. He's like, okay, let's talk about it. You know, I, I, I understand. I, I get it now. And this is this is when you know that Steve's getting killed. Because the moment he just sounds so fake where he's like, I get it, I get it. Yeah, like mm-hmm. all of a sudden he just changed on a dime. Like, okay, you know what? You just talk some sense into me. Like, turn around, come with me. I need to show you something. And this dude, Ray, is a complete sociopath. Because he is fully just like talking to him casually, like you know, I, I understand what you're talking about. And Steve's like, "Oh, well, what are you, uh, what are you doing?" And he says, "Like, ah, I can look at one for you know, that's the right size. Uh, gotta be, gotta make it look like you're hit in the head by a steering wheel." Like he's just making small talk, as he's explaining how he's gonna kill someone. That is like beyond just like regular murder, murder on a TV show shit. That's like, how do you do that? Yeah, yeah, he's a super sociopath, and Steve is a super idiot for not yeah. catching on to what exactly yeah. was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And 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 he's also a super idiot because like, come on, uh, come on, snakes. Well, I can't I don't trust know why a guy I'm... named Ray. Can't trust a guy. That's named true. Ray. I think the thing about this too is that they really overdid it with making Steve look like a hippie. The, I think you have to choose one or the other between, like, the classic VW bug and the fact he's literally wearing, like, a tie-dye shirt in the 2000s. Like, he really just looks like uh, it, it's a bit much. But um, anyway, you, you get uh, – I think it's, it's important you get what he, where he stands. Yeah, so it's not quite um, – it hasn't risen to the level of mistresses yet, but activists catching mm-hmm. a bum rap on this show too. I mean, in fairness – Judge Reinhold got In crushed. fairness – I think that life probably doesn't generally deal environmental activists a good hand either. Um, That's true. Uh, anyway, we go to the theme song, come back. Monk, Julie, and Natalie in the car. Monk's doing a seatbelt check, um, which is important. Uh, yeah. No, it's not. Uh, you t- if so, you check if people are wearing their seatbelts once you get in the car. Um, anyway. Right, now when you're like halfway back home. And then Julie says something that uh, was very triggering for me in my childhood, which is she says that she's got to go. Um, and uh, I don't know if there's anyone in your family who was the kid who always had to go pee on car trips, but I definitely was the one for mine. And, uh, you know, it, uh, it's not a good position. It's the worst position to be in. Because on the one hand, you have to pee, but on the other hand, you know that you're just going to make everyone in the car mad at you if you say it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've always had a pretty good bladder. Um, oh luckily. my god, mine's so bad. It's so oh, no. bad. No, I like literally. I've gone um, like if I had to pee, I've waited up to like six hours before yeah. I actually relieved myself. Like I, I'm, I'm pretty good at that. I'm really bad. I've long said that like I feel like I'd have a much better relationship with my father if I didn't have to go to pee on car trips. Like sometimes it's like you know what, man. Like you know, I get it. I get why he doesn't. You know, uh, <laughs> I get why we're not that close. You just you know, I go pee all the time. I, I'd be the same way. No, I would have just uh, left you at home. Yeah, honestly, I think he considered it at least once. Um, but Monk gives Julie $10 to hold in the pee, um, which is a fair way to make money. Yeah. And then they get cut off by a truck that's swerving, which you think is going to have something to do with the murder, right? Yeah, I thought so at first. Yes. And then what does and Monk do? That is, he, he, just, he, this is, he just anti-worker is what Monk is. 
He's going extra. Um, he actually uh, uses the 1-800-how-am-I-driving uh, hotline that I don't mm-hmm. think anyone has actually ever considered calling mm-hmm. in their lives. And uh, sure enough, yeah, he gets through and complains, and uh, he'll let's just say there'll be a reckoning for that a little mm-hmm. later on. Yep. And as this is happening, we see Ray setting up the quote-unquote crash site. Um, excuse me, he's not setting the site. He's setting up, he's driving the car into the back of the dump truck. Um, with uh, Steve in it, right? Yeah, yeah, and he's, like, position, Like, yeah, he gets him in there. He, like, mm-hmm. positions him to be inside, mm-hmm. and he makes a couple of mistakes, which, you know... Yeah. Obviously, it was, was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But what I don't understand... Okay, so, yeah, uh, in the middle of doing all this, I guess he drops um, Steve's cell phone. Mm-hmm. Just so happens to have the same exact cell phone as mm-hmm. him, but, you know, whatever, I won't even pick that up. Uh, no, but I think it's, like, 2005, that was not that crazy. Eh, I feel yeah, like it's whatever. a generic LG phone. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's fucking weird because he dr- I guess he drops Steve's phone and then he picks it up mm-hmm. and so he has both phones at this point. We'll just mm-hmm. leave it here. But he has both of the phones on mm-hmm. him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. 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 Um. And so uh. Um. We then cut back to the car that Natalie, Monk, and Julie are in, and. Julie can't hold it, and she gives back the ten dollars, and they start playing the numbers game. Do you? Can you explain for the listeners the uh, the rules to the numbers game? The only rule is that you have to say a number. Well, yeah, right? it's, it's I say a number, and then you say a completely different number, and it just goes on in perpetuity. What's your uh, favorite uh, car game by if if you have one? Um, it's either the name game or Twenty One Questions. Uh, we, we were a big. Uh, we would have a big Mad Libs pads. We we actually broke those out, uh, you know Mad yeah, Libs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we of broke course. those out. Uh, I think my mom, when, when my parents picked us up from New Jersey, at uh, like at, towards the beginning of quarantine to drive us home, we actually I think they they brought a thing of Mad Libs and we did some Mad Libs on the way home. And the thing is, we hadn't done Mad Libs probably in f- almost fifteen years. You would think that we would stop using poop and poops. As the nouns, you don't. You still do it. It's still funny. Wait, you guys drove from New Jersey to Florida? Yeah, when we first came down, yeah. Because How we long did that take? Uh, we, I mean, I've made that drive a hundred million times. I've probably done the drive between southern New York slash New Jersey to Florida. No, no, no. Hold times. on a second. Hold on a second. How many times have you actually done it? No, no. I've never done it. I mean, I've done it in the car. I mean, um, You've been in the car? Yeah. Uh, it's about... Uh, we, you stop halfway through, so you, basically it's like... Uh, it's about 21 hours, I think. Um, you, we usually go to, like, depending on which direction we're coming from. Like, for example, this time we went down to Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. We left at, like, 5 in the afternoon and got to Rocky Mountain around 2 in the morning. And then we drove straight down afterwards. Um, but it's not that terrible to drive. Um, but we had so do much you know like, furniture and stuff. I do not have a driver's license. No, I don't. For reasons. And by reasons, I mean I procrastinated it like I do everything in my life. Uh, and then I went to college in New York, and I never bothered. All right. Yeah, I know. Uh, anyway, um, no king shaming. I mean, the thing is, I like the king shame, so like, I can't ever, I can't, dis- I can't agree with that. You can, you can, sh- if 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 it allows me to make fun of other people for other things, then you can make fun of me for that. Anyway. All right, you're gonna catch these, gonna catch these jokes later on. That's fine. Um, so Natalie trying to distract again is like, we're gonna get this trucker to honk his horn. The guy doesn't mm-hmm. honk his horn because it's Ray. And yeah. he's not in the mood. Um, and he, I don't know how Ray does this. He somehow drives ahead of all the traffic to a completely empty spot in the road. This is the part of the yeah. episode I didn't understand. 
Oh, this is it? Um, yeah, no, that, that, for sure. And uh, and he's driving fast enough. I mean, mm-hmm. he didn't look. He didn't appear to be going too ridiculous mm-hmm. like speed. But he gets up enough to you know have enough space between like there's like some sort of bend in the road. Yeah. So he has like an opportunity to drop the car mm-hmm. off to make it seem like it's an accident. Yeah. But I mean. At this point, I don't know if it's because I'm watching this show. I've watched the show so many times. Like, you have to know that there's, like, you need the skid marks to last a lot longer than that. Like, it was just, yeah. it was I never going to, like. Yeah, I think that, I think what you're relying on, and I think that this is a fair thing to rely on, particularly with things that look like accidents or suicides, police just, and this is me being generous with why, just don't have enough time to investigate every accident as if it's a murder. So, like, if something looks like an accident, like, what are you gonna do? You know, I think that I think, and I think that that's probably the reality. Normally, I would agree with you, but it's not the police investigating it; it's CHP. You're right. That's true. Uh, CHP, um, which sounds like a acronym for something that's like nefarious, honestly. Um, anyway, but it's not. I mean, unless I don't know, maybe California Highway Patrol is secretly nefarious. Um, Eric Estrada is extremely nefarious. Yeah, I, that's true. Actually, um, you know he's nefarious because he spells Eric with a K. Um, yeah. So he he dumps the buggy. With Steve inside, and you know, then a bunch of cars come up, and a truck swerves, and a bunch of like barrels and in different like pallets and stuff fall off of it, classic fashion, and that causes yeah. a big traffic jam. Now you are a California boy, like Lil B once sung about. Um, mm-hmm. Have you ever been in a traffic jam like this? Yeah. Um... Yeah, so first thing, like, when this whole thing was happening, I was like, oh, my God, this would be so wild if it became, like, Final Destination 2. Um, mm. And secondly, because that's, have you seen that movie? I've only seen the third one. Okay, the second one is the one that's, like, it's very similar to that, where there's a bunch of logs on the back of a truck, and then mm. it ends up going through windows and shit and killing people. Anyways, but the second thing is, yeah, I've actually sat in, like, let's see. It took me four hours to get home once, and the drive was only about six miles. Damn. It was fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's like, you know, that's a way of life here in L.A., man. It's like, it takes you, if you're like in a bad day, if if you're driving from Santa Monica back east, mm-hmm. it'll take you at least two hours, like half the time. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. You, what do you usually take from Santa Monica back east? You take the 10. The, you 10, the 10, or you take or you take Santa Monica Boulevard all the way down, but either way, there is no salvation at all. I was, sorry, I was just trying to get a little Californian's energy in there. Um not for sure. If I remember correctly, I believe they're on. They said they're on the 101 in this, right? 101 goes north south, but they're supposed to be in the Bay Area, so that makes sense. Well, oh yeah, but also I see. I get the impression that she probably is on a travel field hockey team, and because they said that it was a four-hour drive, so they probably. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so, probably so that makes go, sense, though. Yeah, they're probably going to like I don't know what would be four hours south of San Francisco, but like, you know, like. Well, I guess my question would be: Is the 101? Is that that's the one that goes along the coast? I think. I think. So, I think generally. One? I, I, yeah, yeah. I, okay, let me look this up. All right, let's uh, let's do a little detour. Because I never take that way up. If I go up north, I always take the five all the way. You take the five all the way. Okay. Uh, yeah. One hundred one, California. Because if you take the the one hundred one or the, the 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 one along the the coast, it takes way too fucking long. Okay. Yes, it it is the one that goes up the coast. So okay. yeah, that that would make sense. If they're if she was on like a travel field hockey team and they're going to, I don't think that this is the right distance. But if they're going to Santa Barbara or something. Whatever, whatever is a, a form hours away, that would make sense. Anyway, yeah, it adds up. So, yeah, so they end up crashing uh, to Natalie and Monk and all them, and they don't Nat- crash. Do though they? they they hit in the back of a car, yeah, a little bit, not really, or maybe she just okay. stops really short. But they, I think she just stops really yeah. like ex- like hard. Anyway, Natalie hurt her wrist, but more importantly, 
there's a real tragedy that happened. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh God, what is it? I don't know. Monk's shirt is the ip is oh the pinks the the penny. <laughs> Sorry, not pink. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's annoying though. To be fair, like, it that's is pretty. Um, that's the end of that shirt. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, Monk needs to change his shirt. Thankfully, he has one in the back of the car. And then we cut back to Ray, and this is where we get to think about the cell phones. He gets a phone call, and it's someone calling for Steve. And yes. he realizes, like, oh, no, I have the wrong I, I, I have the wrong cell phone. And is this yes. where you have your question that you're probably with the episode? Because I, I think I'm get it, gathering what you think it is. Uh, I mean, this, this compounds to it, but actually the scene is way later on. Oh, okay. Yeah. All righty. Um, because so, at the yeah, because he has both phones. He doesn't just have the wrong phone. He has his phone and he has Steve's phone. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. They're he does, both on both? his hip. Oh, They're both on his hip. oh, right, 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 right. Okay, so he's trying to put his phone back. I guess is that is he's that trying your question? to put like, Steve's why, phone back? Yeah. Is is your point that you're wondering why he's trying to put Steve Steve's phone back? No, 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 no. I no. get that that happens. That that's what he wants to do. But for mm-hmm. whatever reason, it ends up being inside of a box mm. that's in oh. the back of the paramedic. Like, how the fuck did it get there? Oh wait, Steve. So I think is he probably put it there as a way to like, so it was. But then he tries to go get it again. Yeah, because he wants to put it back in with him. I actually I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I don't Uh, fucking get it. Yeah, I don't know. So we got that out of the way. Uh, Okay. So, um, Monk is you know going up towards the crime scene because he wants to see what's going on. He passes a convertible where there's a party uh, and they ask him to pass it on, Um, and then he meets uh, Garrett, who is a lawyer. Who I feel like is ex- exists only because this episode had to be forty two minutes long. I really have no idea what char- what this character, what purpose he serves. Yeah, no, I don't either. I mean, it's nice to see uh, the dad from Ten Things I Hate About You. I yeah. Say. yeah, yeah, it's nice to see him not be he's, like. So, I mean, he's still annoying as fuck, but he's not yeah. a dick. Yeah, he's also just in a lot of stuff. Um, he's doing Garrett a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so he's a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he's a personal injury lawyer, but like not a good one, I guess. And he has he's lost his mojo is the general thing you get. Well, he hit the fucking lottery today. Mm-hmm. And there's an important note first, they when they get up to the crime scene, he monk overhears how fast the car was going. And he's like eighty miles an hour. And it's like that fast, like he never passed me. Um right. which obviously Monk knows all of his uh all the cars that passed him. And then you brought this up earlier. This there are no skid marks. Which I think is absolutely a big problem. Like, that is kind of... Also, especially because there's probably skid marks. Like, I guess the, the thing I have more than anything is that, like, the damage that is done to the car is definitely not consistent with what would happen if you had a single car crash. Because, like, the way the roof caves in, like, there's no way you could do that if you were going... If you were driving by yourself. Right. Not only that, but, like, you, I mean, it's unclear on why he would have needed to have braked at all. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, because mm-hmm. we don't have a reason for the accident happening. Yeah. Right? Well, because you figure, like, well, if he didn't break, then how did he spin out? Well, right. he, What? Also. Yeah. yeah, right. Because even if he didn't break necessarily, if he turned, then there would still be skid marks. Like, there's just no reason why there would be no tire marks if there's an act like accident like that. Um, yeah, and it looked like, and it's, I mean, I don't know, you'll probably be able to tell later, but it looks like the car landed on its fucking, like, roof. That's what I mean, too. That, like, the, yeah, yeah. that roof damage would not, there's no way you could cause that. Because if you were going, if you were driving 80 miles an hour and you flipped under your hood, you, you would, like, skid more. I don't think that you would actually, like, cave in the roof like that. Maybe you would, but anyway, it's just a sloppy job. Um, yeah. It's almost like if you want to make someone look like they got in an 80-mile-an-hour car crash, the best way to do it is to make them crash their car at 80 miles an hour, but whatever. Um, also, uh, the, the car is in neutral. Um, yes. 
and the AC is off and the windows are and closed. The w- right. That's, and yeah, go. one last thing. All right, maybe that was later, but uh, there's like uh, blood on the outside of yes, the car. Yes, that is a little later, inside. but I was just going to say, you know how you get around that if you're Ray, put a joint in his hand. Oh, he's trying to hotbox the car. You mm. know? Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. and he's a hippie? Bam, that's open and shut right Ex- there. Exactly, man. Uh, I don't Damn, know. he fucked up. Yeah, I don't know how well you can, uh, I, I don't know if, how hell you can hotbox like an old ex- exclusively metal VW bug, but... Um, I suppose you could try. They'll find a way. They'll, yeah, exactly. They'll find a way. Um, well, I mean, that's, that's the thing about stoners. They always find a way. Mm-hmm. There's not a genre of people making bongs out of mil- miscellaneous household items by accident. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, I, 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 I'm, well, listeners all say that I could tell on his face, I was reading on his face of him remembering some weird thing he made a bong You know what? You know what? This is. It. This is 2020. It's I'm legal. not going to get arrested. It's yeah, legal. it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, we've done plenty of crazy shit. Like, it's just, uh, yeah. We're a very resourceful bunch. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so the sergeant shows up, and he's very indignant. Like, get back to your vehicles, which is a fair stance to have, given that Monk is a stranger. Um, my big problem here is that Monk doesn't do the thing that he normally does whenever he's getting kicked out of somewhere. Usually when he's getting kicked out of somewhere, rather than just saying, no, something strange, no, 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 something strange, he usually will point out a piece of evidence, and then they'll be like, oh, we didn't see that. Like, for example, like, why doesn't he say, like, hey, Sergeant, I know you're kicking me out, but why is there blood on the outside of the window, you know? Yeah, yeah, I know, he usually, like, tries to, um, yeah, definitely set something up so that the cops can start questioning it. And he doesn't have his pals around because it just so happens that they're like in a weird stretch of land where there is no, um, mm-hmm. there's no uh, service. Not that like uh, Disher and and uh, and Stottlemyre would have come down four hours. I'm sure that's out yeah. of their jurisdiction. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know what I was trying to get at with that. But no, yeah, yeah I know what I mean. Um, and so you see, Ray is now in the distance. He's showing back up. Um, he's he's watching. He's wearing a unbelievable mid-2000s bowling shirt just like a, a, yeah a truly like some real charlie sheen on two and a half men type shit Ooh, uh-huh um, i was thinking i was trying to figure out where like i saw that kind of that thing he had really made those bowling shirts iconic um like there's I, I don't know a ton about los angeles but i met the idea of a guy who wears those shirts who is like an ungodly millionaire because he wrote like a jingle for a tv show once does feel very real so i think that they nailed that um yeah fine. <laughs> uh Anyway, um, and so we basically learn, you basically get like a little data dump on what we know about uh, the victim because Monk's arguing with the sergeant. So he ends up going back uh, to, and we already went over all of it. He goes back to Natalie and Julie, and uh, Julie needs help finding a bathroom, um, which mm-hmm. this is also, this, is, this episode is also a, a treatise in male privilege. Because I have a very shy bladder and I'm very bad at going to the bathroom at, uh, in the woods or whatever. But, you know, I, I think I could if I did. If to, no, to no one's surprise. What, that I have a shy bladder? Absolutely not. The thing about me, though, is that, like, I really don't... Like, I think if you meet me once, you might think that some of my personality traits zag. But if you spend more than, like, an hour with me... You can guess every other part of my personality. It's really yeah, not hard. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not embarrassed about that. If what you see is what you get. Um, uh, anyway, that. Uh, so, um, she, you can just help get in the bathroom. Natalie goes to get some ice. Um, she gets some ice from the people who are having a party, um, and you know, people are still hovering around the crime scene in the car. 
and the sergeant takes control of the situation. He puts up a barrier. This is bad news for your best friend's dad, Ray. Um, uh-huh. And, man, this I, I'm just thinking about what he does. Anyway, because uh, this is this episode gets extreme really quickly. Uh, not extreme, but, like, go... Uh, well, I'll wait. Um, and so, uh, um, what is it? Wait, did, did we miss yeah. a portion, like, when Monk comes back to talk to Natalie? And oh, right, I forgot, to, I forgot to write down the interaction. Yeah, but there's a... Because it's super, it's super obnoxious. Yeah. Um, oh, right. But, right. yeah, but, yeah, he basically comes back, um, to check in on everything, and... By the way, I was Nat- actually... No, we did not skip it. That comes up later. I, it is in my notes. We did not skip it. Wait, was she, was she, her wrist is hurt? Yes, that's, yeah, okay. that's later. Um, okay. And so, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, Monk needs a cell phone to make a call uh, to look into some stuff. And, of course, you know, Garrett's phone isn't working. So they go to a truck driver. And this poor truck driver, Crystal, she's hot. She's mad. Yeah. She's, she's steamed. Yeah. Because she just got fired. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, she just got fired. Turns out she was was the one driving like an asshole in the beginning of the episode. Uh, Don't get an explanation as to why, but, uh, you know, I guess... Now, that's truck driver, truck driver is gonna truck drive. I guess I was just extremely relieved to see that she wasn't one of those truck drivers that's rumored to be on PCP at all times. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. Um, I actually, I wonder what the percentage of that is. Um, my brother works in like Probably logistics than of you trucking. Think. Works in logistics of trucking, and I'm not gonna ask him because I don't want to know the answer. I actually don't think he would know either because it's not like he's do you know actually t- talking to the drivers that much. But right. uh, yeah, it definitely is. Tr- you know, the trucker. I'll say this: truckers are the backbone of America. Like, let's just say that first and foremost. Um, and uh, yeah, I actually I thought I had thought other than that, but well, oh, this is my thought that I thought that Garrett Price was a stock character. Oh my goodness gracious, is this truck driver a caricature character? Like, it, she is playing it so broad. It is like, I don't know. I feel like, I, I don't know. It, to me, I, I, you're looking at me quizzically, but I feel like this is just like the classic, like, once they play the joke that Garrett assumes it's a man, she basically plays it like the tough lady who acts like a man to 100 in a way that I was just like, geez, this feels really outdated. Uh, no, I mean, I'm not going to fight you on that. Um, I guess the only thing that would be missing for me is either wearing a plaid shirt or wearing like right. a, like a cut off, uh, vest, mm-hmm. like a vest or something or of some right, kind right, right, more right. denim. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, and you know, it's funny actually, I think that like, and you should tell me if I should cut this out. Cause this is a thought that is a little controversial, but I feel like this is like in a sweet spot of not a sweet spot, but the opposite of a sweet spot of time where I feel like in the nineties, they would have made the joke that the character was gay and now they would have made the joke that the scene where Monk has to convince the operator that he wanted to marry her, the joke was that, what do you mean, Crystal's gay? But this is in the middle of time where you don't make either of those jokes. That yes. you don't make the joke. It's not funny to say she's gay, and it's also not funny to point out that, like, what are you talking about, Monk? She's gay. You know what I mean? Anyway. Because I yeah, feel like yeah. that's obviously the subtext, but they don't, they're yeah. in a time where they don't say it. Which Absolutely. I don't mind, obviously. But it, it is kind of funny that now you'd make the joke where it's like, Crystal? Crystal's a lesbian. Of course she doesn't want to marry you. Um, right, right. Uh, so anyway, um, Monk uh, uses a fake voice because he doesn't want to get recognized, and then uh, we get our second kill. Where is he dead? Who the paramedic? Yeah, yeah, he's lying under the truck for like an hour. I mean, uh, well, I mean, you know, it could be TV. I thought he just passed out or something. 
That's true, but I I, th- I can't imagine that you could. I think he's probably dead. Also, because why wouldn't he kill him? Because he's he could he knows what he looks like. Right. So yeah. Uh, so your boy, uh, <laughs> right? I just needed to throw in shoehorn the your boy, your I, boy I, Ray. Go- I, I, by the way, for the record, I did earlier call him your best friend's dad. So I thought that's yeah, but that was like that, that was, was a such count. a okay. like that's fair. yeah yeah yeah. Uh, so yeah, your boy Ray Gallard. That's that's why I had the weird look on my mm-hmm. face when you said it. I was like, huh? I was trying uh, to get another anyway. Gotcha. Yeah, so he ends up, I guess, killing this uh, paramedic and impersonating him mm-hmm. because obviously that's what we didn't see earlier. We didn't mention it. Um, Ray gets a phone call, right? No. From EGG? Uh, oh, no, 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 not the EGG. We get we saw the first phone call. The EGG phone call is when he checks in on Natalie. Right, but that's why he has to come in. He has to come. Oh, well, but he has to come back. That's the point. He yeah, realizes well, yeah, he has, that. Yeah, because he realized that we went over this because he has the phone. So he has to get, okay. he has to put the phone back. Um, okay. And uh, so he kills the paramedic, and then Monk, uh, you know, goes back to check on Natalie because um, someone says that she needs help. Excuse me, mm-hmm. by the way, for the hiccup. And Garrett is just—he's—he's he's so happy because he wants to make money off of uh, off of her injury. Um, yep. And uh, so Monk's like, "Yeah, you know, this guy was murdered." Um, and Garrett takes it upon himself to go get help for Natalie, and this is where the scene where we talk about where we talk about with uh, with Monk being a dick. Um, so, what, what, go talk a little bit about that. Yeah, basically, like Natalie just like gets upset because she, for whatever reason, think that Monk or thinks that Monk is just like he never cares about anybody else, um, which is just like patently not true. Um, I mean, I, you know, he gets caught up in his own, like, you know, phobias or, or his, like, weird things that he does. But I don't think every anyone would ever characterize him as not caring about anybody yeah. else, mm-hmm. which is why I'm kind of just, like, uh, that whole thing rubs me the wrong way and I kind of don't I respond think, to it. I think that – it didn't rub me the wrong way, I guess, because I think he clearly cares about other people a lot and that he cares about justice. But if you're his assistant – he has a long track record of not being attuned to your feelings, and so that I yeah, don't. Yeah, but she doesn't fucking she doesn't fucking know that. That's true, but in fairness to her, the moment of her clearly having hurt her wrist badly, and then Monk being like, "Ah, my pen," like that is he's being a dick. Um, okay, was that like super obvious? Because I, I didn't catch that, or was I not paying attention? I think one you didn't catch, but two also Monk. The thing is, because Natalie asked Monk, "Are you okay?" And he didn't do the service of even asking, hey, are you okay? Which is the problem. Oh, that's, okay, fair enough, yes. Right. Um, and, I, yeah, anyway. And she asked, like, to have the question of, what if I'm in real trouble? Which, I don't know if you could tell, but I think it's pretty obvious in hindsight that that's setting up the fact that she's going to be in real trouble at the end of the episode. I mean, 100% telegraphed. I mean, that's what we, but that's, but I mean, telegraphed, but also, you know, that's right. It's, that's good TV writing. You, you know, it's, you, you got to set up, you got to set up and pay off. Yeah. No, absolutely. No problems with that. And then Ray shows up as a paramedic. And let me just get a hot take off before we start going through it. I think Ray has great bedside manner. Great. Honestly, he's he's a nice guy here. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, he seems to show a little bit more uh, tenderness than Monk did. Which Uh, is how I know he's a sociopath. Because he's capable of being warm. Turning it on and off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, of course. Um, but like, it, but while he's you know while Ray's checking out Natalie, uh, Monk of course got his antenna up, mm-hmm. notices that he's wearing construction boots and like remarks to it, yeah. and the guy mentions that that's his second job, mm-hmm. which 
weird two jobs to have, but okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it can happen. It's not yeah, or of. you know, or I mean, it could be. I think is that's a bad lie. I think a good lie would be like, uh, you know, I was actually, uh, I was building a, I was helping my brother build a deck on his house, and I got the call. You know, just do something stupid. I don't. Know, I feel like uh, second or or just good. be like, or just be like, I'm a, I, I work on construction sites specifically. Oh, see, there we go. That's a good call. See, the the guy needs his, our her, uh, our help in terms of lies. Um, yeah. And. Uh, what else was going to add that he finishes up and he's fumbling with his bag. He clearly is unfamiliar with it. Um, mm-hmm. And Monk asks, why didn't you take her pulse? Which like, I guess he could have, but she's not she, dead. Yeah. And she, and she's not having any cardiovascular issues. Clearly like, like, I don't know. I, that just was dumb. It kind of was like a gotcha. Like, Oh, proving he's not a paramedic. It's like, you know, he's not a paramedic because he doesn't know how to use his bag and isn't doing the concussion. Like eye test, right? Like you don't need to have another reason to prove he's not a paramedic. Well, he actually did do the concussion eye test. No, he did it, but he didn't do it correctly. He just kind of, oh. the eye. you have to like put it in and then out and in and out. Cause you have to see if the pupils dilate or not. He kind of just went across. Um, oh, okay. not that, I mean, I guess my point being that they could have drawn attention to that as opposed yeah. to, uh, anyway, yeah. More importantly, Julie sh- returns and she has the big news. And this is honestly, this Whoa, is your podcast. Hold on, one oh, second, oh, one okay, second, okay, one okay. second. Okay, that's when they get the uh, he gets the phone call from right from E G G E G G. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, we let E G G. Monk sees it on the phone. He leaves, and then okay, Julie take comes back and she has big news. The floor yeah. is hers. Yeah, so uh, t- <laughs> it turns out Corn uh, is uh, their tour bus is broken down or not broken down, but it's also stuck in the pile pile mm-hmm. up behind, and so that apparently is the only place you can go to the bathroom around here. So sure enough, they go out there, to which Monk properly remarks, "Corn, oh, they spelled it wrong," which fucking mm-hmm. great. They did. The uh, R is also backwards. He didn't remark on that. Yeah, that's interesting. So yeah, they go onto the tour bus, and sure enough, uh, I think. I think three out of the five members I saw, mm-hmm. I want to say, and t- tell me if I'm wrong, it was obviously Jonathan Davis. I Jonathan Davis is the only member of Corn I know. Jonathan Davis, Fieldy, and Monkey. Which, let's get Monkey, I mean, mm-hmm. it's fucking right there. Uh, and then they mentioned like, their drummer is like, his name is Detox or some shit, and he's in the bathroom, so mm-hmm. that's why they have to wait up. And there's like people just randomly getting tattooed on the tour bus, which, yeah, sure, I guess you could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Monk starts talking to Fieldy. Yeah, I fucking know. It's Fieldy. <laughs> and uh, talking to Fieldy, he's like, hey, he remarks on how much he likes his socks. And Fieldy shows off his his, uh, mm-hmm. his very copious amount of shin tattoos and mm-hmm. arm tattoos. And Monk is horrified. And whatever, Julie eventually gets her chance in the bathroom. But I forgot what happened because I was just so like overjoyed. Because they, uh, they ask Monk about what's going on. And Monk says it's some activist named Stephen Marriott. Mm. It's like, oh, man, and because they, they know him because they've done benefit shows for him. Of course they did. Mm-hmm. And, and what does EGG stand for? Environmental Guerrilla Group. Correct. Uh, by the way, one thing I want to add, this is definitely not, just based on the demographics of the writers of Monk, this definitely was not a joke on purpose, but I do like that there's the, they say this phrase twice that about the bathroom that they are waiting for detox. Which made me think, of course, of waiting for Dr. Dre's album detox. Ah, uh, I mean, we're still waiting for we're still, it. We're it still never waiting. came out. And, I mean, it, the thing is, we're, detox and Half-Life 3, I swear to God, they're coming out on December 31st, 2020, just to end the year. Um, 
Yeah, maybe Mindhunter Season 3 will come after that. No, because Mindhunter Season 3 was never promised. So, and it's yeah, also, yeah. So. I think it's so a big it makes difference. me sad. I, I, you don't think it makes me sad? Anyway. Are you into Mindhunter? Oh, I love Mindhunter. I, I don't I'm, know why. I don't know why I assume you I'm don't like so stuff pissed. That's, that makes you squeamish. I don't like stuff that's like, I, I don't like stuff that, the one type of horror I can't do is body horror, but like psychological, I like serial killer shit, I love. Um, How yeah, about Seven? Seven... Uh, the scene with Sloth really is, doesn't do me good, but I like Seven. Um, uh, Wait, Sloth's the guy in the bed, right? Correct. That is just, Woo! that's, yeah, that's the worst part. Um, I don't know, man. Lust was pretty bad, too. No, just Lust is, is, Lust doesn't have, you don't see anything. Like, you just hear it described, which. He, and you just see Leland Orso just fucking losing his shit. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. For me, visual stuff is always, like, I can do anything. I, if Implied. It, what? Anything you can applied, do anything implied is fine. Yeah, I can do like that's why I like Mindhunter because Mindhunter is all just like, and that's that's a problem. Like I love serial killer reading about shit like that. Like, and it's I have it. it it's not healthy how high of a tolerance I have for it. Like, there's almost nothing that someone could say out loud that would actually make me have a physical reaction. Only seeing stuff ever does that to me. So that's why Mindhunter off. Also, I want to know. I mean, I want to see them do BTK because you know you saw Dennis Rader um, pleasuring himself. In the bathroom while tying himself to the doorknob and stuff, but you don't get to see him kill anyone. That's um, true. God, Jesus, those seats were great. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I was just like, God, I really I can't wait till we bust his ass. I don't but... know about you. Did, now, are you in big up on serial killers? Where the moment you saw Wichita, Kansas, and a guy with a mustache, you knew who it was? Oh, one hundred percent. I was like, hey, that's my guy, Dennis. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big serial killer guy too. Oh, shout! I don't want to say shout to Dennis Rader because that guy's a horrible person. <laughs> yeah, no, shout not shouts to him. And and like thing about Dennis Rader too is that unlike people like a Ted Bundy who was like everyone in his life was like, oh my god, he was such a nice guy. Everyone hated Dennis Rader. <laughs> the people really, who, they hated him. Oh my I thought god. they just ignored him. No, well, no. I mean, like he was like a he was a um, micromanaging middle management asshole that no one in his life liked. So uh, okay. you gotta love that. Anyway, um, no, you so. don't. <laughs> no, I'm saying I, I yes I, you know I have stock phrases that I just say. When yeah, I yeah, 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 um, yeah. You asked me, no, you don't, and you know how I know I use a stock phrase because I didn't remember what phrase I used. <laughs> yeah, fair um, enough. So, uh, so uh, Monk realizes he got to do something, and he says to Julie, "Tell uh, your mother that I was right about the paramedic," um, and uh, Monk is going to try to you know fix you know to solve the case but he gets intercepted because as he's talking to garrett our friend crystal hears him and uh yeah and she recognizes his voice even though she didn't i mean he didn't do that great of a job of masking it earlier but i mean i guess when you're a truck driver and you're used to just hearing voices all day you tend to get a good ear for that mm-hmm. i'm guessing that's what we're trying to yeah. we're getting out of this mm-hmm. so yeah she calls him out and she's about to throttle his ass and uh our guy garrett it's there like yeah let him let her hit you like but like you know, just being the typical ambulance chaser, lawyer, and uh, and you know, Monk to his credit, just you know, he admits to it and he wants to do right by her, so he agrees to uh, get get on the horn, uh, if mm-hmm. you will, and uh, get on the phone with her supervisor and try to clear things up, which he does. Um, and I mean, you explained it earlier, but basically, I mean, tell me again. Tell yeah, us that again. he basically that she tells him. To say that he called in a thing about her because she, he was mad that she wouldn't marry him. Um, right. And uh, then he describes all the things he likes about her, like her smile and uh, her driving and 
the way she controls her rage. But the thing that I wondered is, like, I guess it's not that big of a problem, but it feels kind of weird that they would let the driver hear the complaint itself. And, like, not think that they were just getting, like, uh, threatened by Crystal. Because, I mean, yeah. I think they know who Crystal is, so yeah. I, I would imagine that. Yeah, that it seems kind of unnecessary. But anyway, yeah. he solves that. And so he goes back up to the crash site, and he catches Ray as the paramedic. And he asks, do you have any ID? And he says, no, I don't have any on him. And then Monk does, I like the move Monk does, where he covers up his name tag and says, what's your name? And it's like, damn, man. I, fuck, I didn't even notice that. And, you know, and Ray tries to play it off, but uh, finally the, co- the cop intercepts him and saves Ray's ass. Um, yep. But that's just a rule of thumb for you guys. If you kill someone with a name tag on them, make sure you know the name before you start doing stuff as them, right? Which was, uh, I believe his name was Hastings? It was Hastings. Um, like, I never had a fake ID because I was too much of a goody-two-shoes, but I understand that you got to, you know, mem- did you have one? Or did you, like, memorize the name, birth date, and everything? Uh, no, I didn't, no, because there was always, like, parties that we could just go yeah. to. Um, yeah. the, the only thing is, I am, I, I tend to be, I'm later in the year, mm-hmm. I'm October 30th for my birthday, so I had to wait for, or, all my friends turned 21 before me. Yeah. So when it came to going to bars, I think I only used my friend's old ID, like, mm-hmm. once or twice. Yeah. My, yeah, my so. older brother is on November 30th, so he, uh, couldn't, he was the last person in his whole, like, dorm to be able to drink. Not just his dorm, he was living in an apartment at the time. But you know what I mean? Yeah, anyway. I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the thing is, in, uh, I was one of the, um, I was a majority of the people I knew had fake IDs. Because in New York, it's like, especially when you're in the earlier years when no one, because most people are in dorms because it's expensive to be in New York uh, up until your, uh, you know, later years. How and much are dorms? What? How much a would lot. dorms be? There were a lot. They were about as much, but I think that also a lot of people, I think that especially when you're like a freshman or sophomore, I think people, at least I was, very intimidated by the prospect of looking for real estate in New York. Um, and yeah. so a lot of people lived no, in course. dorms. Um, yeah. And then, and so yeah, most people I knew had fake IDs. Um, so I didn't do a lot of drinking before I got an ID because it was difficult. Anywho, um, so Monk ends up, he's like yelling at the the cop, you know, don't move the car, you're showing evidence. Monk tries to get into the tow truck and uh, prevent it from taking the car away, and Monk ends up getting arrested. He ends up mm. in the back of a police car, um, which... Monk gets arrested a lot. Respect. I mean, yeah, you know, uh, he's been arrested uh, an infinite amount of times more than me. Actually, not infinite. If I, if he got arrested zero times, it would be infinite. Uh, he gets arrested however many times he gets arrested more than me. you never been arrested? Never been arrested. Have you been arrested? I'm assuming the answer is yes based on the way you said that question. Yeah. You don't have to go into it, but I'm assuming the answer is yes. No, I mean, I'll just tell... I mean, yeah, sure, why not? Um, I got arrested in Mexico, actually. Oh, sh- what? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I got arrested for underage drinking, which is the saddest thing you can even imagine. What's um, the age you can... What's the, uh, uh, the legal age there? The legal age is 18. Mm. Um, I was, like, 16, but I was with mm-hmm. all my cousins, and we were just drinking on a beach, and... Mm-hmm. So the cops showed up and they're like, they know mm. that I'm American, so they're they're gonna make an example out of me. Mm. And we're all fucked up. So my cousins are like, yeah, take this guy. He's American. Like we don't oh, even wow. know this guy. Yeah, I ended up getting locked up, and I was, uh, yeah, I was kept. It was this was around like uh, eh, around like 11 p.m. I was I was locked up to like 4 a.m. in the drunk tank in uh, my dad's hometown of Mexico. Damn. And it was pretty harrowing. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> like after that, it was I mean... very scary. Tus primos. Um, that's your cousins, right? Did I pull that from 8th grade Spanish? Mis primos? 
Yeah, I said two two primos. Your cousins. Yeah, two primos. Great, wonderful. wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I was I was digging for that the whole time. I'm like, okay, I know brothers Romano, I know Tio Tia. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, so that's harrowing, honestly, and I respect for making it out alive. So Natalie meets Monk in the police car, and she has some respect for him. You know that he got arrested for it. Um, yeah. And he explains the whole case. He explains everything that we've known. Um, basically, that the car was in the dump truck, and Natalie taking the initiative is like, I'm going to check out that's the bed of that dump truck. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, the moment she goes in there, you know what's going to happen. Am I wrong? Like it's it's. Oh yeah. It, yeah. So. So yeah, yeah. I, I I mean I don't know if we have to begrudge this anymore, but like. No, go for it. Okay. Okay. So like we said earlier, mm-hmm. the guy had both of the cell phones when mm-hmm. he left when he when he set up the scene. Mm-hmm. So he realizes he has uh, Steve's cell phone. Mm-hmm. So he's got to take it back to the crime scene. Turns around and goes back there. Now I have a question. What the f- I I actually, I I. Guess I believe you, but I thought when I was watching it, I thought he put his own cell phone on the body, or did he not? No, okay. no. If you look at it, if you look yeah. at it, he has both of the cell phones attached to his oh, head. Okay. okay, right. So that's so he like, needs to put it fuck? back, and then he puts it in the paramedic box. Yeah, I don't know why he does that. Yeah, he puts it in the paramedic box, and then he realizes he needs it again. I I I think maybe because that's what he's doing, right? Yeah. He's following the the paramedics. Yeah, I think yeah, because I think that he. I'm honestly not sure. Maybe he. Um, I don't know. I honestly don't know. What I'm, he's gonna, doing. I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw this out to the audience. Anyone that's listening, yeah, yeah. please add strictly yeah. Funkin. Add whatever strictly Funkin. We don't funk. Add strictly. Yeah. Add strictly Munkin. Like, just let us know. What did you yeah. guys notice? Because yeah. we're genuinely split here. We have no yeah, idea. I. I don't know. Yeah. Here. I just kind of. I kind of just rode with it. But you're right. That it doesn't make any sense what he's doing. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Natalie is in the bed of the truck and she finds the EGG cloth. Uh, yes. Showing that he was the that the car was in there, and yep. as this is happening, Ray drives away. Um, yep. And Monk is shouting, who he's hooting and hollering, um, and you know the nobody shark, listens to him. No, yeah, nobody nobody listens. listens to him. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. one of the paramedics, the paramedics take off with the cell phone in the thing, and sure enough, the guy is curled up or not curled up, but he's laid out under the 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 car. Mm-hmm. So now. The CHP officer, which, by the way, we didn't even mention. He's like, he's one of those guys. I don't know who the fuck he is, but I've seen him in a million things, and yep. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, and he honestly, he almost always plays a cop. He always plays yes. a no-nonsense cop. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I uh, want to say he was like Bass Reeves in freaking Watchmen this last season. I didn't watch it, uh, so I couldn't tell you. But Shame on you. Uh, it's fine, I know. Um, uh, um, anyway, that... So he, you know, then we cut to Monk is in the front seat now. They're driving after the the, the dump truck. Um, Natalie's trying to get people's attention, and she accidentally she does get someone's attention. She accidentally gets Ray's attention, and Ray yep. tries to dump her out of the dump truck. So he puts the dump truck up the. Yeah, he you know. he he puts a hydraulic lift. He he mm-hmm. starts it. And, uh, you know, in order to shake her off. I don't know why he doesn't pull more, like, crazy swerving maneuvers yeah. to get her off. Because I think also he is also trying to track down the paramedics. So he's multitasking. Um, okay. And uh, so Monk, is, they're driving up to the car. Monk is like, I got this. And he's trying to shoot the hydraulics, which, good move. Because I would have tried to shoot the tires, which probably would have made it spin out and then Natalie die. So, um, good call, Monk. <laughs> yes. By the way, I wouldn't be right if I didn't say it, but his name is uh, Stephen Williams. Stephen Williams? Yeah. Damn, crazy he got in SAG with that. Yeah, I know. 
but yeah, he's he was in uh, he was he was a cop in freaking Birds of Prey. That's where I recognize oh, him. Oh, Birds of Prey. You know, we talked about the four good movie. Um, yeah. And so, Monk can't get it. You know, he's trying to get it while sitting in the car, and then he has to do something that's so against his nature. Yeah, he and and this is the crazy part. Like, yeah, so he's cruising along with the with the, you know the sergeant or whatever his name is, mm-hmm. and um, he just decides, let me grab this cop's piece. No, mm-hmm. no, and, and with, with like the cop didn't even say mm-hmm. anything about it. He was mm-hmm. like, yeah, go for it. So he grabs uh, a piece, mm-hmm. tries to sh- you know tries to shoot the hydraulic thing to like you know set the you know set the the, the truck bed like Down, flat. Yeah, yeah. But the whole time he has his freaking um, seatbelt seat belt on. on, so he can't get a good shot. So obviously, in order to prove that he's just not worried mm-hmm. about himself, um, by the way, you unbuckles- say this in a mocking way. Is this is this is not how satisfying stories are written? Thank you very much. No, of course it is. But like you know, I yeah, no. uh, you can only tell because of my physical. Uh, no, I know. I know acting. I know. Okay, I know. but so yeah, he unbuckles the seatbelt in order to get a better shot. Should have just taken the shotgun while he while he mm. was at it. If you ask that's me. true. Um, and then he eventually does shoot down the thing, uh, the, the hydraulic lift. Yes. Uh, the truck bed goes down and, uh, police officer pulls up in front, you know, manages to finally pull over, uh, Mm -hmm. your boy Ray. And, uh, and yeah, that's, Mm -hmm. that's pretty much it. Yep. And then, uh. There's no, there's no, there's no, this is how we did it in this episode. No, there isn't. Um, which is fine. I, you know, a lot of it would have been restating stuff. And then. I feel very relaxed. Yes. And, uh, you know, Monk and uh, Natalie have a good exchange of, like, you know, how's your wrist? You unbuckled your seatbelt. And he's like, it's a two-way street. Um, and then Monk tries to wipe dirt off Natalie's face. Um, and it's uh, unsuccessful. Then, the, like, the denouement is uh, first. I had, I had, by the go. way, sorry, in my notes, I had no. Monk wipes Natalie. And now I feel horrible about that sentence structure. Yeah, that's, I, I, yeah, I tried to, my, I tried to choose my words in such a way that I didn't imply anything like that. Um, but okay. anyway, we learned that it was apparently uh, Garrett's best day of his life. And then Julie comes off the tour bus for corn, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, in itself, I don't feel great about that image. Um, we know it ends yeah. up fine. And also, yeah. I was going to say earlier, and I didn't want to interrupt your corn thing. I think it's funny that in this, they play corn, like they surround Monk, and like you're kind of, Monk is like nervous and stuff, and it's like, Yes, I get that corn looks like that, but corn is just a bunch of kids who are bullied a lot and write songs about it. Like they're they're not intimidating. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, they were just in a. I mean, they're kids from Bakersfield, California. Which, if you knew where that was or what it was like, I mean, I know where it is. I don't know what it's like, but yeah, I I just there's, you know, uh, the corn. If you corn's lyrical content is uh, not exactly the most intimidating things in the world. Anyway, she gets off and she got a tattoo. Um, but it's temporary, but, uh, Natalie's still not happy about it. Um, right. Yeah. So, and that's uh, it. Yeah. so, uh, what would you give, uh, this episode out of 10? So I think I mentioned earlier, but, yeah, uh, you said an 8.5. 8.5. Yeah. That's I gave it an eight, uh, just cause I think that the, the Garrett stuff is just like, I don't need it. Um, it's, it, uh, yeah, it kind of couple of the times that it excites gets a lot of it in my recap because like i said none of it really has anything to do with the plot it kind of just gives monk a sidekick but it's like he already has a sidekick her name's natalie um right but uh yeah um i'm trying to think of another way to shoehorn a corn reference in um hey you hey you devil's little sister living to y'all i can't say too many more words and also get arrested for copyright infringement 
Um, what song is that? Twisted Transistor. I only know their hits. Like Freak on a Leash. What is theirs? Freak on a Leash. Twisted I don't even know what fucking song you were just singing at all. Twisted Transistor? It was new, it was like one of their newer songs. It was like probably two thousand. Uh, that's why I wouldn't know. I was, okay, let me let me just clear this up. I was never a fan of Corn. I just oh. knew of their existence and I had friends that were into Corn. Oh, okay. But I just all think right. it's fucking funny now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like Corn either. But yeah. you know, I did grow up on two thousands rock radio and specifically Tr- Twisted Transistor was the song that got a lot of radio play because it wasn't like it didn't have like things like the scat break, like Freak on a Leash. Like that song mm-hmm. is pretty big, but like it's really hard to play it on the radio when there's like, yeah, 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 fair enough. Um, so uh, anyway, if people want to see, uh, people follow the show at Strictly Monken. If people want to see Andre tweet about things other than corn, where can they follow you? I, it's there's only corn tweets going on from now on. Okay. Um, but you can follow me at, at Andre Barrera. Yep, you can see such things as fuck Dodgers, and uh, oh no, no, what? That's what you tweet. Not anymore. That's true. We you won. won. The series. Congratulations. Also, I do want to yes. say I, I do want to say I'm, I was so relieved uh, that my thing I said when we were recording last episode, where I said uh, Biden's going to be up in Pennsylvania by the time this comes out tomorrow morning, wasn't you technically correct. You are so correct. fucking lucky. The thing is, I'm. I hate. Normally, I would agree with you, but I am not lucky because like everyone. I, the thing that frustrated me is because I guess there's some some legal or some I don't know, ethical thing where every person who is not like on a literal news network on Twitter was like, oh no, Biden's going to win this. He's got it in the bag. It just, the votes are going to come in. But then if you work for the news networks, they have to be like, I mean, there's a really good chance these votes are going to come for Biden, but we can't say. But it's like, no, of course they were. I mean, I wasn't, yeah. being, I wasn't, let me, I've said so many reckless things in my life, many of them in front of a podcast microphone. That was very much not a reckless thing. Um, yeah. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It the really only wasn't. thing that adds the only thing that adds gasoline is that your garbage can state always got to like go yeah. against. Yeah, I'm not proud. That's of it. it. That's it. Yeah. That's the only thing. Yeah, I know. It's um. Not... So it's more like the nerve of this guy. That's, yeah, that's all true. it is. That's true. Believe me, I won't. In, I won't take responsibility for anything that Florida does. Um, uh, you know, but I was gonna say that there's plenty of good people in Florida. And there's plenty of good things to do in Florida, and I still do love Florida, but I can't, uh, uh, I can't be proud of it necessarily for a couple months. Um, yeah, I just until, give it some time. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I'll give some time until 2022 when Marco Rubio like blows whatever really qualified good candidate the Democrats put up by, by like 15 points or some shit because you know Florida's a mess. Anyway, uh, please rate, review, subscribe to the show, um, share it with your friends, share it with the biggest corn fan in your life. Um, and then also then cut that person out because I don't know if you need someone in your life in 2020 who's a corn fan. Um, Andre, are your friends who are corn fans? Are they still in your life? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> dude. I that's the thing about me. It's like all of my friends are literally friends I've had since third grade. Oh, really? Not so, yeah. So I, 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 I'm, I'm one of those rare cases. Yeah. I have some of my friends. Some people I still talk to, but like my best friends, I don't. You know, I remember that there was actually when I was in sixth grade. One of my good friends from because I moved to Florida when I was in the beginning of fourth grade. And one of uh, my brother and I's, because my twin brother and I had like all the same friends. He, we were really good friends with him through fourth through sixth grade. And I remember he tried really hard to get us into Hollywood Undead, and he was really not our friend by ninth grade. And I don't know Hollywood that, Undead. Yeah. Yeah. Good. You deserve. I mean, you. I know. Needed to cut those. I guys. know. I know. Now, was it like the natural thing that happens in school, where like, if you're a kid in middle school, 
like the friends you have in elementary and middle school who aren't in honors classes, and then you're in honors classes, you stop being friends with because you don't see them anymore. Yeah, of course. But I also don't think it's a coincidence that the person who wasn't in the honors classes was a big Hollywood and Dead fan. <laughs> That's but, the saddest thing I've ever. But heard. but 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 it it did help when I made the joke earlier this quarantine. I actually didn't tweet the name, but like I, it's a problem that I know at, I think at least two different members of Hollywood and Dead's names. Um, and I remember I tweeted at the beginning of quarantine, like, the person most prepared for this quarantine was the member of Hollywood Undead who always wore the bandana over his face already. And I wasn't proud to say that, like, I was, like, really debating, like, do I put his... Because I know that that guy's name is Charlie Seen. I don't feel good about that, but I do know that. <laughs> I did say it, though. Um, God, they're so fucking bad. Uh, you're so lucky I didn't they're fucking so, see that tweet. There's, well, no, I mean, you know, like, that would be part of my brand. Like, just knowing shit that I shouldn't know is, like, that's my whole thing. But... God, they're so bad. I remember there was a song. It was called Everywhere I Go. And this kid showed us it sincerely. It, the hook of it was, Everywhere I go, bitches always know Charlie Scene has got a weenie that he loves to show. It's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Like, come on. <laughs> we're, we're, these are adults. All right, anyway. Share the show with, uh, you know, people you care about. Um, and, uh, yeah, give us any feedback. Um, our DMs are open. Yeah, like, answer Andre's question you mentioned earlier. But, 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 but. More important than any of that, when you're doing this part of the episode, make sure you have the IMDb up so you can remember what the next episode is. If not, you'll be an idiot who sounds who's doing his I'm stalling voice for a very long period of time as he's pulling up season three of Monk on IMDb. But if that does happen to you, well, that sucks. But in any event, you can always just say, tune in next, well, this Friday as we talk about Mr. Monk Goes to Vegas. Uh, let's get corny! I mean, uh, monkey. Monkey.